0: Hi, I'm Jessie, your host of the Jessie Williams podcast. I'm a personal trainer and women's online health coach, bringing you all things health, wellness, money, mindset, and just life in general. If you want to learn, love, and uplevel level your life, this is a podcast for you. Each episode, will talk habits, tips, tricks, and big ideas to nourish your mind and inspire you to create your dream life by design. Let's dive in. Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Jessie Williams podcast. Today's episode is actually coming to you from my lounge room. So I do apologize if the sound is not amazing um, Podcasts are always better off recorded in a small enclosed space. Um, and anyone who follows me on social media will know that my living room is extremely high ceilings really wide. It's massive. The sound could be terrible. Um, but you know what? Day one of my cycle today, I've got the fire on, my back's to the fire. I'm sitting down, I'm comfortable and it's just happening. We're just going to have to deal with maybe not amazing quality sound or maybe it will be great and then I'll have a new podcasting spot. Who knows? But I just thought I want to read you guys a little affirmation because I have this app set up on my phone called I Am Affirmations, which one of my old clients actually introduced me to and I love it. And you can set however many times a day you want and what times you want this app to send you a random affirmation. So I have mine set to sending me an affirmation once a day, every day at 11 a.m., And one just came through, so I thought I would read today's affirmation with you, which is, I am in the process of positive change. And I think that is so fitting with not only where I'm at personally in my life right now, but also this podcast episode, because today's episode is all about making positive change and what that can look like and how it can be a bit different for everybody. What I wanted to begin today's podcast episode off with is just a little update into what's going on in my life right now, what I'm doing, because I have decided to get very much out of my comfort zone. And look, I'm in day three, but that's okay. I'm going to I'm gonna explain what the journey's been like anyway so far, and above all, why I've decided to do what I'm doing. And then I'm going to tie that in to how making change is so important. So what am I doing? I'm doing a variation of something called 75 hard. I really don't like the name 75 hard. Oscar and I were talking about this yesterday. Someone messaged him on Instagram after he posted about it and they were like, you need a new name for this because calling it 75 hard already sets you up to think that it's going to be really challenging and you're going to fail. And we were talking about it and I totally agree. I think it's, it's not a very empowering name. And the second part of it is that it's, it's a little bit more intense than what we're doing. So I say 75 hard because it's the closest thing to what we're doing, but we're not doing the exact thing. So let me explain. What is 75 Hard? So 75 Hard is a um, mental, well, it's designed to be a mental toughness challenge. Um, It is very much to do with putting your mind and your body to the extremes um, to develop more discipline and mental toughness and things like that. So I was the creator of it. I believe his name's Andy Frasella. I don't know if I pronounced that right, but that is him if you want to look him up. But basically it's a 75 day challenge and the principles of it are that you need to follow a diet. Whatever diet you follow, it doesn't really matter so long as it's something that's somewhat structured. So I have chosen um, to do plant-based and um, no refined sugar where possible. So I'm not cutting out refined sugar entirely but I am doing it a lot so what I mean by that is for example I might have a little drizzle of barbecue sauce on my dinner which has a little bit of added sugar or something like that but I wouldn't then go and have a magnum you know like a a vegan magnum or something like that because I know that's just going to be loaded with sugar so I'm not removing it from my diet entirely in terms of like condiments and things like that but any kind of like packaged processed sort of foods like chocolate ice cream all of the things that you can imagine like that I will be cutting out the second thing is two 45 minute workouts a day so yes it does need to be two different workouts they both need to go for 45 minutes and one of them must be outside I did hear from a couple of people that your garage counts. I haven't done research into that myself yet, but apparently it counts. And the workout can be anything. So the workout could be a brisk walk if you wanted to. So when I first heard two 45-minute workouts, one outside, I was like, I pictured myself doing some, you know, strength training, hit circuit outside in the rain, like, and I, I was just like, oh my God, that is not happening. And then... When I realized that a walk counted, I was like, you know what? That's my daily walk. But normally my daily walk is literally just 20 minutes around the block. I'm just going to pump it up to 45 minutes. I can also do yoga and things like that. So there are options. The third thing is four liters of water a day. I do think it's one gallon, but obviously um, Andy Frisella is based in the US. So for us Aussies, um, it is four liters. If y'all don't know me, I do not drink much water, which is hilarious coming from a fitness professional given that all we do is preach, drink your water, drink your water, drink your water, drink more water, drink more water. It's literally what we preach because it is so underrated and so incredibly important because it is the base foundation of like every single organ, cell, tissue, bodily system, Everything in your body requires water. So it's something that can impact everything from your mood, your energy, your skin, your digestion. Absolutely everything will all be impacted by water. So even with that said, I just really do not drink a lot very much. Um, I probably drink one to one point five liters a day. Some days I would literally only have like 700 mils, no joke. Um, But yeah, they're very max. Like I'm talking on an amazing day, I would have 1.5 liters. So having four liters has been absolutely a challenge. I have been going to the toilet absolutely nonstop. I need to pee every 10 minutes, which is really annoying, but it's okay. I'm sure that my body will somewhat adjust to it. I have been trying to have at least three liters by lunchtime. It's quarter to 12 now and I have only had just over two liters, so I probably should speed up. And have some more but anyway here i am recording this so maybe when i'm done the fourth thing is is 10 pages of reading a day so they do encourage you to read a self-development book um but i'm sure anything would count at the moment i am chopping and changing between two books the first one is own the day Own your life by aubrey marcus amazing all about optimizing the mind and the body um doing things exactly like what i'm doing right now to be honest um less sugar, cold showers, breath work, things like that, like really owning every day so that we can set ourselves up to own our life. So that one's really cool. And then a very, I guess, different kind of tone. I'm also reading Dare to Lead by Brene Brown. I absolutely love Brene Brown. She's amazing. Um, She's like a researcher, a you know, speaker. She's just absolutely incredible. Definitely look her up if you've never heard of her before. So I am reading a book about that, which is all about um, leadership and how to be a brave, courageous and positive leader um, because we are in dire need of stronger, more positive and empowering leaders right now. I mean, anyone listening who works for someone else, maybe you have a really, really amazing boss. And if you do, you probably know and feel grateful that that is rare, more rare, unfortunately, than it is to have a not so amazing boss or workplace or management above you. So, yeah, I think, I think in 2020, we, we still have such a way to go with positive management like above us and positive CEOs, leaders, bosses and things like that. We just really, really need work on that. So I think me having a small team myself, I, I think that the book will help me just in everyday life. But even running a small team now within my business and potentially growing in the future, I do want to make sure that I'm giving myself the best opportunity to be a good leader for my team um, and and be someone who can be courageous and can be vulnerable to do what's best for my team as well. So that's been a really good book to read. So yes, uh, number four was 10 pages of reading per day. Number five, no alcohol. Number six, no cheat meals. And number seven, a daily progress photo. So you have to take a progress photo every single day. The catch, this is where it gets tough. The catch of the 75 days is that if you miss one or stuff up one of those seven things, you have to start over from day one. So if you got to day 60 and then you forgot to read 10 pages of your book, you're back to day one which is just so extreme. So this is where I said I'm doing roughly 75 hard, but I'm not really doing 75 hard. I'm not going to start again if I stuff up. I'm not that phased. And the reason for that is because I'm not doing 75 hard to do 75 hard like to be like, I did 75 hard. I'm doing 75 hard because I just wanted a little bit more structure in my life. And above all, to prove to myself that it's safe to step outside of my comfort zone, which I'll explain what I mean by that a little bit more um, later in the episode. But I'm just doing it to really push myself and things. I'm not doing it for the title or um, the validation or anything like that. So I don't really feel that I have a need to start over again if I was to miss one thing. And then second to that is that Oscar is doing it with me. So my boyfriend's doing it with me and we both agreed that the timing that we're starting it, I mean, no time's ever going to be a perfect time. There's always going to be something like it goes for 10, 10 and a half weeks. So you're bound to have someone's birthday or whatever. But as I said, we're not doing it just to do it. We're just doing it to have more structure and things like that. So as we do progress later into the year, if there are work breaks, breakups and things like that, we on a weekend, we will allow ourselves to potentially have a cheat meal. I literally hate that word. Um, I usually wouldn't use that I mean what even is a cheat meal so anyway we will be a little bit flexible with our nutrition on weekends um and look I'm not a big drinker I really really don't drink much but if it is work breakup or something and I want one or two wines I'm not fussed I'm probably gonna I'm probably gonna have one we both will we're not not that faced about it so yeah as I said we're doing it but we're not doing it to I guess the the full length of the guidelines So cracking into why I decided to do it, there are kind of three main reasons that I decided to do it. I was getting pulled and this isn't one of the reasons, but I was getting pulled. Like I had this intuitive gut feeling where I was like, oh, I'm just ready to do something to push myself. And my first thought was doing an extended intermittent fast. So potentially doing like a three day juice fast and then a few days water fasting, a few days juice fasting and then ending. Not for aesthetics, not for weight loss, not for not to detox or anything like that, because I'm just not a promoter of that just literally for mental toughness to show myself that i can do something which feels hard because for me to be like oh my god a three-day juice cleanse i love food it would be it would be hard for me so i was more looking for the reward of of doing something challenging outside challenging outside of my comfort zone so I was getting the pull to do something anyway and then this landed in my lap and how it landed in my lap is my beautiful co-coach Olivia is doing it currently so she's quite a few days ahead of me so I saw her post about it and then on Sunday at breakfast Oscar and I were sitting down at the dining table having breakfast and I said Olivia is doing this thing called 75 hard and we started speaking about it and I was like it just sounds like like so extreme like I just like surely you'd get injured like two 45 minute workouts a day like if you stuff up you start over again like I just feel like that's so extreme and he was like wow this is really triggering you and I was like what do you know like I'm, I'm not being triggered I'm just saying like it's extreme and he's like it is extreme that's what it's there for. It's supposed to be extreme because it's supposed to push you out of your comfort zone. If it wasn't extreme, it wouldn't be a challenge and that would defeat the whole purpose of it. And I'm like, oh my gosh. So I was just sitting there and I was like, why am I feeling so triggered? So I feel like, I feel like the reason it triggered me is because for those of you that have a good understanding, I mean, if this is your first episode, welcome. But if you are a regular listener or if you follow me on social media or, you know, you're, you're just an OG, you will know my background. And my background is that years ago, I did have body dysmorphia and binge eating disorder. So after healing from an eating disorder, anyone who's had one will completely understand what I mean in that there's always this really, really small fear in the back of your mind of what if I go back to that place? because it's the last thing you want you just know it was such a horrible time and you always have this thing of like you know what if I just slip back there I had that I've had that thought and to be honest I'm so far like if I'm being really honest I don't I can't even slightly imagine going back to that place like I feel so far from that girl I've grown so much I have all of the tools all of the resources I'm not even the same person that fell into that so yeah. Yeah, I just don't even believe it. But then there's this like little self-sabotage part of my mind that's like, no, 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 it's possible you could slip back. And so because of that, I avoided any form of structure or discipline, anything that would have involved me creating restriction being super disciplined and structured. So whether it was going back to tracking my macros and being restricted to a calorie number or a calorie target, whether it was following some kind of diet or meal plan or anything like that, I just avoided at all costs. Like I've been intuitively eating for over 12 months now. My goals have been nothing to do with my body whatsoever. And I've never been freaking happier. Like I've just been so happy. Just learning to love my body and enjoy life and because i'm i never think about food i go through days where like i forget to have lunch and stuff like that because Food doesn't consume me anymore. And then, you know what? I'll have a Sunday where I eat a little bit too much, but it doesn't consume me. So the guilt doesn't mean that I just keep going and I can't stop. Like, I'm just in this place where sometimes I eat a little bit too much, sometimes I forget to eat lunch, whatever it is, it doesn't matter. I trust that my body knows what it's doing and it's doing its own thing. And because of that, because I'm not giving all of this energy to food all of the time, I have so much more energy to give to other areas of my life, like my relationship my business and just like my my goals and creativity and everything like that so I have been not consciously but subconsciously scared of doing anything that would compromise that because I do feel good and a part of me is like oh my god you feel so great don't stuff it all up when I heard about this it triggered me because the thought of it made me really uncomfortable It also triggered me because I thought about it and automatically assumed I wouldn't be able to succeed at it. I would fail. I mean, listen to it. It's follow a diet, two 45-minute workouts a day, one has to be outside, four litres of water a day, ten pages of reading per day, no alcohol, no cheat meals, and a daily progress photo. For 75 days. I was like, well, I'm definitely there would be a day where I'd stuff up. So I didn't like the thought of failure. Like who likes the thought of failing? So there were quite a few triggers that came up for me and I was like this is the exact reason why I should do it I've been looking for something to help me expand myself something which is so expansive and is going to stretch me beyond my limits out of my comfort zone to prove to myself that I'm capable that's going to help me develop more discipline that's going to help me develop more mental resilience that's going to above all show me that I am safe to take on a challenge because, as I said, I haven't felt safe to take on any form of restriction or anything like that, which means that I've been shying away from challenges. And I want to prove to myself that I'm not that girl that I used to be and I am safe, to, it is safe for me to take on a challenge. So that's what I wanted to do, and that's why I'm doing it. So today's day three for me. The first two days were amazing. Um, I normally get up at 6.30, but I decided that Oscar normally gets up at five and goes for a 20 minute walk. So we agreed that I would get up at five with him and we just go for a 45 minute walk together with the dogs and we chuck in a um, our headphones and we both listen to our own podcast, listen to our own thing, but we just walk together. So we walk in the dark and by the time we finish, it's light. So we walk where the sun's coming up, which is really lovely. Um, it's like pitch black when we leave. So basically day one and day two i start my first session was a 45 minute walk outside and then in the afternoon on the first day what did i do oh i went for a run hit eight kilometer pb by the way side note guys amazing. I was so proud of myself. Day two, um, in the late morning, I did a one-to-one PT session with a trainer who lives just around the corner from me. Today's day three. Instead of our walk, um, last night, Oscar and I said, let's get up and do yoga together because Oscar's never done yoga, but he agreed he would do it with me. And let me just tell you, I'm so glad we decided on that last night because it worked out perfectly because not only was it raining outside this morning which would have been awful to walk in it was also it's also day one of my cycle so it was just really nice to just like stay inside and slow down so I do have one more workout to do today and let's be real I don't want to do it but this is this is what it is doing it when you don't want to do it right so yeah it's been going really well so far food's been good been reading my 10 pages as I said I'm only on day three so I'm not going to speak too soon but I just wanted to explain why I was doing it and Inspire you guys to really stop and think, where do you need to call yourself out on your bullshit? Where are you avoiding something because it's going to make you uncomfortable? And why are you doing it? What does what does avoiding it serve you? Like, how does that serve you? Because the truth is, it doesn't. One of the best things that you can do to get more confident, or I guess you could use the cliche, more comfortable being uncomfortable is just to do small acts that are so intense, they're quick, they're easy in terms of they don't require much effort, but they're so hard in terms of the mental resilience involved. So let me give you an example. An example would be a cold shower. If you were to say to yourself that tomorrow morning you're going to wake up, you're going to have your shower like normal, but then the last 30 seconds you're going to turn that nozzle all the way to cold, And you're going to stand in it and count to 30. It's super easy. It doesn't require any additional resources from what you've got now. It's going to take 30 seconds out of your day, which is nothing. But the mental resilience involved, it's going to be a battle, an internal battle like you've never had before. Doing things like this, and let me tell you, I've tried a few cold showers and I hate it. Oscar does it every single day for the last 18 months and kudos to him. He's incredible. I've probably only had about four of them now. And every time, my God, it's such a mental battle. Just like, Jesse, turn the water to cold. No, why would I be doing this? The water's so hot. I don't need a cold shower. And just like listening to your brain try to make excuses as to why you shouldn't do it. It is really tough. So that's something that you guys could give a go. If you give it a go, please let me know how you went. I would love to hear But I just wanted to inspire you guys to really just stop and say, where am I really holding myself back? Because I would rather stay where I'm at and feel somewhat comfortable than to push myself out of my comfort zone, even if I know that on the other side is more joy, happiness, pride, inspiration, and everything like that. Because I don't know about you, but any time in my life Where I've kind of I've plateaued and I've told myself that I'm happy, but deep down I know that I'm almost lying to myself. I know that I know that I'm capable of more or that I want more for myself, but I trick myself into thinking that this is enough because the thought of stretching myself is scary. The thought of quitting the job or paying the money to invest in the thing or starting over from scratch or having the difficult conversation or letting go of a person, whatever it is, that is so hard that I trick myself into accepting that, oh, the job pays the bills and you know what, the friend's not too bad, or whatever it is, I trick myself into staying there and and literally fooling myself into thinking that I like it <laughs> and that it's good sometimes. But every single time I've called myself out on my bullshit and are like, Jesse, stop making up fake stories or stop trying to take the easy way and just do it. And I've quit the job or I've made the investment or I've signed up to the thing or let go of the person or had the conversation. On the other side of that fear and discomfort is so much amazing euphoric feelings and emotions and thoughts and beliefs than what you could Ever possibly imagine, and then I get there, and you're on the other side, and you're on this high. You're like so high on life, and you're like, I can do anything. You feel so freaking free, and you're like, Oh, next time I'm just gonna do that thing, and you you literally feel unstoppable. But then you go through a, a period where it kind of wears off a little bit, and then it's almost the, the high wears off, and then we go back to the old. Oh, I'm gonna stay safe. I don't need to change. I don't need to do the thing, and the cycle continues. But For me, I guess a positive is that the cycle, that low where I'm convincing myself that I don't need to make change, it's pretty short. It used to be really, really, really long. It could go for months on end, sometimes even a year before I would make a change. Whereas now I'm getting to a point where once I feel that feeling and I get that pull or my intuition's telling me something and I'm trying to wrestle with the idea It could last me a couple of months, a couple of weeks, a couple of days, a couple of hours. So the thing is that I'm, it's not that I never have the moment of self-doubt or I never have those moments where I try to convince myself to stay where I am. I do have those moments. It's just that they're shorter. They're shorter and they're not as intense because I, the more that I just do, the more comfortable I get with being uncomfortable. And I think that this is such an important skill that we really, really need to have because anyone I've ever known and any client and any friend that I've ever had that has pushed and stretched themselves on the other side, they're only ever grateful that they did. They're only ever thankful. And it's like they step into this next energetic level and they fully embody that and they look back and they're like, shit, why did I try to convince myself not to do this? This is amazing. And then, you know, other people in their life, they'll try to pull them up with them and say, hey, do this thing and change this thing and try this. And you should meditate with me and you should start journaling and you should invest in a coach. And their friends like, no, 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 I'm happy. They're not <laughs> like, not that they're not happy because they could be happy, but they, they don't realize that their level of happy, there's always room for growth. As Human beings, we thrive off growth and development. That's why we've evolved so far. I mean if you think about humans in the very first beginning of time versus humans now, our level of intelligence, our skill set, our thought processes, the knowledge that we have, my gosh, we have developed so much and we only develop by trying new things. like they're all every single thing that you have in your life now, there always had to be a first. For every place you've ever gone, someone went there. For every new thing you've learned, someone learned it and tried it. And you know what? Like so much of what came into existence didn't come into existence in the first try. There were so many failures and so many setbacks before that thing was made. You know, how many bad phones were made that never worked until one finally worked? Or so many things like cars or knowledge or skill sets or... math I don't even know there is just so much and we got everything that we have now just through trying through trial and error and through growth and because somebody said I'm gonna keep showing up until I get this and I think that we thrive off growth I mean we can't deny it everyone who has a promotion at work buys a new bag gets a new car enrolls in university, all of these things, you feel freaking awesome. You feel so amazing getting that promotion, that car, that bag, whatever it is. And it's not because you're materialistic. It's because you feel like you've grown in some way. You've energetically stepped up to the next level and that inspires and empowers you. So we can't trick ourselves into thinking that we don't value growth because we do. So it's not about saying like, nowhere's ever enough like where I am I'm not grateful for it I won't be happy till I get here and then you get there and I want to get here it's about being grateful for where you are right now whilst also acknowledging that you are going to continue to grow and that's okay. So it's really about navigating this beautiful balance between growth and gratitude for the present moment and trying to navigate the two of those together without either being so focused on growth in the future that you're so dissatisfied with where you currently are or on the other end of the spectrum, so terrified of the future and growth that you ignore it and convince yourself that you're happy never making change because that's also a lie. So we don't want to convince ourselves that, that oh, everything's perfect and I'm so happy where I am that I'm never going to change because if you were to never change or grow or develop as a person, eventually your happiness is going to wear out because we get happy when we're growing and when we're challenging ourselves. But as I said, on the other end, we also don't want to just be constantly chasing the next goal that nothing ever feels like enough. So if you can sit where you are and be grateful for where you are now, but say, I'm so happy with where I am, but I'm really ready to call myself out of my bullshit and really listen to where there are areas in my life that are lacking or that are holding me back from stepping into the next level and then showing up in a way that pushes you to grow whether it's with your health and fitness, whether it's a mindset thing, whether it's investing in a coach, letting go of all of the toxic friends that you're holding on to just because you're scared that you'll never find new friends, whether it's ending the relationship that you know isn't serving you and isn't the one because you're scared that there is no other one, whether it's actually pursuing the relationship that you want because you're telling yourself that they could never love you back when in actual fact it's only you telling yourself that you're not lovable. So going after the Person that you want to be with. Whether it's in your job or career, whether you're in a career that you hate and you know another career that you want to do, but the thought of starting over again and going back and studying and taking a pay cut terrifies you. Cut it. Just cut it out. Like you have forever. Just quit the job. Go back, study, take the pay cut life is too short to not be constantly pursuing what sets your soul on fire and above all understanding that just because something made you happy once it doesn't mean it's going to make you happy forever just because you did a university degree and have been working in an industry for four years and now you don't like it, it doesn't mean that you failed. It means that you've grown and changed what, what, what interests you has changed. And that is okay. I think so many people think that if they change their mind, it's a failure, it's not a failure, just changing is inevitable, it's part of life, it's part of, part of the process because the person you are today is probably so different to who you were three years ago and who you were six years ago and who you were 15 years ago. I mean, if you were the same person that you were 15 years ago, I'd be pretty shocked Right, We constantly change over time. So if we are changing as people over time, if our interests and our personality and our humor and our likes and our dislikes are slowly changing over time, then why are our decisions and our actions not changing to align with the new version of us? So this is the last time I'm going to say, and I really want you to take this opportunity to ask yourself, where do I need to call myself out on my bullshit so that I can step into growth and step into embodying the next level of me and my full potential so that I can excel at life and feel inspired and accomplished. I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. I have also um, done a vlog the last two days of my first two days of 75 hard. So hopefully that will be up in the next week or so. So you guys can play along if you want. I've also created a highlight on my Instagram page called 10 Week Challenge. So you can play along with the food that I'm eating and the training sessions I'm doing, what books I'm reading, all of that kind of stuff. If you are keen to stay up to date with my journey. If after this, you had a huge aha moment where you're like, yes, boom, this is what needs to change. I would love to hear from you. Jump in my DMs on Instagram. Tell me what changes you're going to make from today. I'm so excited to hear. But other than that, have an amazing day and I'll talk to you all soon.